0: Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Ask Anything Podcast. Yes, finally here. Uh, I'm Sam Kenny, the host of the podcast and producer and all the rest. And yeah, I'm really keen to start bringing these to you guys and hearing some feedback. And my door's always open to hearing where I can improve and what I'm doing wrong um, within reason, Thanks. But yeah, for quite fitting today, my first episode and guest is with Will Campbell. Um, A lot of you may know him as Soup. He's got quite a few facets to him. Uh, He's a TSL footballer and a bloody good one at that. A young manager at Nutrient Ag Solutions. And he's also an up and coming entrepreneur in the production and sales of animal products as home decor, which is what he's told me to write down there. No problem, so Uh, yeah, and he's one of my really really good mates and I live with him So it's quite fitting that he's my first guest I believe he's got a really interesting story And uh, I always enjoy sitting down and talking to him about his own experiences And and what he's learnt and how he's then implemented those learnings into his his day-to-day life And I'm sure you guys will enjoy that as well Uh, So basically we just chew the fat for about 50 minutes A lot about his football and and where he's come from and yeah i'm keen to bring it to you and i hope you guys really enjoy the first episode let me know what you think okay cheers episode one and my guest for today is will campbell super how
1: you doing good mate thanks thanks for having me on the show real honor
0: yeah i mean you're the first guest and i think it's appropriate we've been speaking about doing a podcast together for god knows how long and we're finally making it happen. How do you feel? Are you excited?
1: Yeah, good, mate. I can feel the nerves in the air. Um, but that's a good thing. I think it means that we both, are, you know, ready, keen. <laughs> Here we are, day one. Um, we've been in the house for nearly a year and a half now and things are finally starting to happen. So it's good, mate. Yeah, mate. It clearly means
0: a lot to us. I know this is kind of my production, but, you know, like I've always felt your support through these sort of things. And we've spoken about doing one for oh, since we moved in together, so...
1: Here we go. Let's get it going. What do you think of the studio? It's good. It's a bit weird being in here sober, but um, <laughs> for those listening, we're in the uh, the the pool room of Moths HQ, which is the Nelson's household, which is where myself, um, Sam Kenny, Ryan Chalmers, Marcus Gardner, and Sam Miles all live. Probably mm. some of you may know it as the party house. Um, I think most do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as the lady most at folk
0: the- around Tasmania,
1: yeah. As a lady at the Cowtex refers it to uh, the party house. So, yeah, we're in here in the pool room and it's uh, it's clean, which is a bit weird. Hmm. Maybe we should stop pumping our
0: own tyres for just yeah, a move, second Yeah, let's move on. I <laughs> get stuck into this? We're going to cover a he- heap of things today because the man that's Will Campbell has a lot of dimensions to him. Um, and just looking at a few of those things, you're a TSL footballer, one of the pre- premier mids of the competition, in my opinion. What do you think of that? Oh, no comment. Okay, Sure. <laughs> If the mics weren't on, I feel let, like we'd get a big guy out of
1: that. <laughs> I'll let you be the judge, mate. I just go about my business. So I refer to myself as a bit of a battler. Um,
0: yeah, no, not when the <laughs> mics aren't on. <laughs> but, but yeah, if that's the sort of thing you want to put out to the audience, no, I, I that's okay. No, a lot of people do try hard. You do try hard, but that's um, really doing you an in- injustice because you are a fantastic player and I get the privilege to... What you go about it most weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's just, that's, that's your footballing. You're also the vice captain of the Kingborough Tigers. You're in a leadership position there, which is highly warranted in my opinion. But, you know, you've got other things going on. You're a manager, a young manager at Nutrien. Mm, that is correct. Which is massive. You're only, tw- you got that position when you were 23. Yes. Which is really respectable and you're doing a great job there. And you've also got a, a little bit of a side hustle going on in the ways of Clyde and cast, which we I'd love to touch on later. You're things, a busy man
1: All those things are true Plus the rest Yes,
0: exactly I mean, if you want to touch on anything else Just let me know Give me a tap on the knee or something And we'll get that going Yep Fantastic Thanks. Well, the way I really wanted to open this up today, Will Was I wanted to Because obviously we're great mates now, mm. aren't we? Um, and that's probably why it's good doing the first episode with We've you.
1: overcome some hiccups <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure, yep
0: yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what you're referring to Oh, I do So that's the most <laughs> yeah, important sure. part Yeah, alright Alright um, but uh, if you want to bring that up at any stage, just feel free. Yeah, I will. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, look, we're, we're great mates now, but we've actually known each other for quite a while before mm. we became really close friends mm. and, and now housemates, which I'm very thankful for. You're a great roomie, Thanks. I must admit. Yeah, you run a, You're saw run Yeah, Soul shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got high standards. <laughs> Can't lie about that. But, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you what you remember of first meeting me, potentially, if mm-hmm. you've got a memory at all. I uh, do. And I've got a little story that I haven't really, <laughs> haven't really uh, right. told you about, but uh, I've just got something stored away in the memory bank that I wanted to bring to you today. But what, what were your first thoughts? I think it might have
1: been under 13s Sandy Bay twelve. 12s. I was going to say a bit earlier. 12s, because yeah. I started under 12s. Okay, gotcha. So 12s. I've migrated from the, the climate of Bothwell, yes. um, where I played juniors at Brighton.
0: Farming background. Your pedigree Yeah,
1: pedigree Yeah, sell that at Nutrien Dog food $50 a bag if you want to buy one But yeah, so migrated down from Bothwell Started boarding at Hutchins mm. And then started playing football at Sandy Bay Under uh, Andrew Jones at that time oh, I think it was, yes Yeah, Oliver's old man Those Most people on the podcast will probably know Ollie Talks oh, a lot
0: We've got a few international listeners So I'm not sure if it's going to quite reach No, now, they'll know him Okay, yep.
1: sure He's pretty seeded quite away, so You're right, yep Um, Damn. And yeah, I just remember turning up pretty nervous. I was a pretty shy little kid. Um, Still probably a bit shy, but just don't hide it as well. Mm. Um, But yeah, and turned up there and I remember seeing another redhead. Mm. Probably a little bit more strawberry blonde. Yes, sure. Um, Glasses. Glasses. And and probably a bit chubbier than than what you are now. I think you're probably right there. Um, And not a lot's changed other than that. (laughs) Just like really bubbly... I remember you and the Bastics, or Jack. You mm. used to hear a lot about Jack. That was before he started playing forty. Joshie Williamson, mm. and Absolute yeah, just a, just a really bubbly sort of guy. And um, I remember you used to do some weird things at training. I can't remember <laughs> exactly what they were, but you, <laughs> yeah. your carry on was, you know, not a lot. As some most most of the listeners will know, your carry on's pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's quite
0: right. I Definitely tried to calm myself down a bit, but
1: uh, yeah, like when, when you're in a,
0: an environment like footy training and you're around, and you're around the boys, you do tend to get a bit excited at mm. times. And I may have made a bit of a song and dance about a few things and maybe, you know, didn't focus on footy quite as much as I should have. Um, I might be in a bit of better position now if I did. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> you're still going pretty well. I wouldn't say that. Uh, won a premiership last year. Yeah, won a two's flag, but then retired. So that's where I sit at the moment. Going out on a high, mate. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll get into my little story about you then. Yeah. Go. Sure. And I don't think you will remember this. Definitely. My memory's pretty poor. I can't remember what I ate for tea last night. Right. Because so. I this would, yeah, would have been twelve years ago. Thirteen. yeah. Yeah. And um, I just remember. I think you at just such a young age were like looked at as such like a leadership, like in such a leadership role, even at, like in under twelves at the footy club. Carried yourself like really. Um, I don't know you just had this aura about you that you like expected like you drove high standards even when you were like 12 years old but in a really good way because this is where the story comes in i think one night at training i must have been told i had to run a lap with the rest of the team and i just started crying <laughs> <laughs> but no, i I'm, I'm thinking like i'm thinking we did like an indian file like it's starting to come mm. back to me the more i think about we did it a
1: few of those with aj
0: yeah did a few indian files and if you don't know what that is it's where the whole team runs um, in a line one by one around the oval and whoever's last has to get to the front of the pack. So they basically have to sprint even though they've been doing laps already. Yeah. And, and for me, quite an unfit, chubby
1: little boy. It'll grow into your skin.
0: Yep, I was. That's one way to put it. Um, I found that quite difficult. And, you know, the more you do of that and the more you get challenged and put out of your comfort zone, it just broke me one night. Maybe I had a tough day at school, you know, it happens even when you're that young. So yeah, one night it just broke me Mm. and poor old Sam just uh, stood out as someone that, you know, really didn't have that fitness level or something, you know, as the rest of the team, which, you know, it was quite embarrassing for young Sam, but I remember crying about like the state I was in and how, like, how much that sucked, that running or whatever. And you know, pe- people just kind of ignore you, shrug you off when you're young. Like people just kind of like, well, "What the hell is that guy? You know, what's wrong with him? Like, what an what an idiot!" But I remember you came up to me as we walked over to the next drill, and you're like, "Kenny, mate, it's all right. Like, you're you're a gun. You're brilliant. Like, I love having you. You're such a great teammate. Just keep your head up. Like, you know, you'll be fine." Sort of thing. And I was just like, "Fuck!" Like, I was, I'm, don't know if I'm swearing this, but I was like, "Wow, well, that is uh." that is like really great leadership and, and good spirit from such a young person and uh, that's just what I thought of the other night.
1: Oh that's nice man. I don't actually remember that one. Yeah sure. Yeah I'm probably still learning a lot about leadership, um, certainly not perfect in any way anyway. um, but yeah I think it's probably something that I do enjoy is seeing you know other people uh, grow and developing as people and players or whatever they might be so I really enjoy that part of life, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone that knows you well, well enough can see that in you. But just getting onto footy, I think I think most of this will, will focus on footy and stuff, because that's a massive part of your life. Um, yeah, it's pretty big. You've got a great story to go with it. So I just wanted to kind of ask you where that love for the game came from initially, like as a young kid, and why is that love still there, do you think, to this day?
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure where it's come from but I just think I've always had it like mm. I can remember when I was knee height or grasshopper and be watching the tigers inside it was a frosty day at Bothwell and you know they're getting flogged and I remember just going out it's like half time and I'm just envisioning the game in between a little I think it was a walnut tree and a big poplar or something they were mm. my goalposts.
0: native to the Bothwell area
1: Uh I wish no they're imported oh, uh, sorry mate yeah <laughs> my bad um it would make the story better, but they're not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were my goalposts. And um, I used to go out there and tend to be like David Roden. I'd be like, three-quarter time. Like, Roden's got the boys back in the game. And I'd be running around like David Roden, Electric Nathan forward Brown. pocket, turned goal umpire. Great mm. story. And like richo from the pocket. Mm. You know, puts one through to get us up. Come, then I'd go inside and I'd be like, surely we're back in front now. Mm. 64 points down. Mm. I was like, Yeah that's
0: bringing back a few memories for me obviously i'm a hawks fan mm. i started supporting them when they were terrible we've actually both had a very similar uh, thing without without afl clubs uh we as we first started supporting them they were awful but mm. we've also both seen heaps of success so that's
1: great that you had that much passion for it at a mm. young age and i think living behind where we are in Bothwell warehouse is directly behind the footy oval so i used to go and watch quite a bit of the rabbits play and the Central Hawks When they were in the SFL we should just sneak in Through the back fence And not pay for tickets Which is pretty loose Yes it is um, But yeah Used to just watch footy Loved it Every time I had a chance I used to like Run water When I was in like Year 6 For the first day, day And just love footy mm. And I guess I think it was just more Like the team Camaraderie stuff That I really enjoyed Like probably I still, you know, talk to a lot of the guys that so I used to play at Brighton with, like Trent Milhouse and Matty Howlett and those guys, like, you still have that connection and mm. guys at Sandy Bay that you might have played with, guys like, for me, like Andrew Chambers and Dylan May and those guys that, you know, you catch up with, you might see them every now and again, but you've still got that... still got that bond and I think, you know, that's something that not many other sports have and I think getting to be able to play with 22 people or whatever it is on a weekend is really good for blokes and girls to really, you know, just... If you've got something going on at home or whatever it is, you can just chill out for two hours and train and play and just be together. And I think that's really what's my love for the game probably comes from.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think footy's really well known for that sort of relationship and bond you build with the players because you do go through a lot. It's a tough game. Mm. It's a really tough sport. And I think that's what, that's what I see in you and I think I've spoken to you about before. You really do love a contest and you love competing and stuff. So... Aside from just all the team stuff, which is great, you playing out there, what is the sort of feeling you get from playing footy?
1: Yeah, I just like, I don't know, physical stuff, like I like tackling, I like getting hit, just, I don't know, throw off that stuff and yeah, like you say, just competing, like I like going head to head with someone and mm. trying to beat them and then if they beat you then you have something to work on and mm. that sort of thing, I just, yeah, like challenging yourself and, and then, yeah, I think trying to bring what I do to the team to help get a result,
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I know you're extremely dedicated to it, and um, I think, yeah, like I, I, you see highlights of you, and you, you just do not shirk a contest, and I love saying that. I love saying it. It's not the sort of game that I bring, but I really respect the hell out of anyone that does, and it's pretty sick to see. And it probably maybe it stems from your farming maybe. sort of upbringing. Yeah, um, you see a lot of tough farmers out in the football field, yeah. don't you?
1: You don't really make it if you're not tough out on the farm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, let's, uh, let's get into your career background in the TSL. And like you don't need to go year by year really really for me, but I'd love you to kind of give me, uh, or give us a, um, a brief sort of history on what you've achieved in the TSL so far and, and who you've been with.
1: So I was playing school footy and I got a message from a couple of boys, which was then Hobart City saying, come along, have a kick. They were training at Queenborough at that stage, which wasn't far for me to walk down from the boarding house. A few guys a year above, That I sort of knew Went down there and Had a kick um, Played like seven games Or something 2015 Was moved back To the farm for a year Played seniors that year But didn't go that well Because I was sort of Up and down From the farm Training and stuff 2016 I started uni Mm. And I don't know If any of the viewers Or listeners Have been to uni And they know What the lifestyle's like But first year Can be a bit of a Piss up Um yeah, you, you, you had a bit of a blowout, didn't you? Yeah, had a big summer blowout. Yes, um, which, you know, we all need from time to time, don't we? I don't know if I needed, but I certainly <laughs> certainly embraced it. Yeah, was eating a lot of McCain's frozen pizzas and probably a loaf of bread a day. Oh,
0: mate, this is extremely so, reliable things. So
1: good, duck river, peanut butter. <laughs> I was like nearly 100 kegs. Um, and how tall are you? Not very yeah, okay. So about, 100 about pegs is quite substantial. It's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, 100, yep. about 100. And s- uh, some would say 175. I think I've actually measured up at about 178. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is still short. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, 20, that's 2016. Played a few games, got injured. And then at the end of 2016, Kane Richter and one of the senior players, Ryan Matthews, said to me... Look, like, This is know, at Hobart City, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. And they just said... Look, you could be a good player, but you need to pull your head in. Like you just, your diet, everything. You're going to benefit from improving all that stuff at uni and life if you just work it out a bit. So, started going to the gym with Ryan and started eating a lot better and that sort of thing. And yeah, just sort of got pretty fit over pre season, and uh, had a pretty good 2017. Played every game and played in the midfield. And yeah, we had a good year. Missed out on finals Bob percentage, I think. And yeah, it's sort of...
0: You runner-up in the seniors, best and fairest that year?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, that's a massive jump, isn't it?
1: Yeah, from probably playing quite a few, I think, the year before I was in the dev for like 11 games or yeah. something. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so yeah, pretty big turnaround, but it probably just shows you like a lot of it's just putting in the work and believing in yourself, yep. um, which is all it was. And, you know, good mentorship and, and yeah. advice. Yep. yeah. And then, yeah, 2017, that season finished. Hobart City went defunct. Um, everyone sort of knows about that story. and Yeah, we've spoken about that a fair bit. Yeah, um, these things happen. Um, and myself and a few of the other guys that were there decided to go down to Kingston, which has been a great move for me. Really enjoyed my time down there. Obviously still there. 2018 was the first year there. We only won three games, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, probably started building something, which was good. Another runner-up in the senior best and fairest? Yeah. All right, you can, you're getting a your consistency now. Yep. And then 2019 or end of 2018, I had an accident at the farm. Yeah. Um, so this is a massive
0: life moment. Yeah. I don't want to just breeze past this. I think this is where we stop and we... we yeah, we do- probably delve into this one. Yeah, a bit. absolutely. Let's uh, let's take a deeper look into into what sort of injury this was and, and kind of what it changed in your life. But you're on the farm because you, as a uh, recreational type thing, you go shooting at your farm in yep. Bothell. Yep, so you take it from here
1: Yeah, so I, a lot of people think it's hunting Such a bit of an evil thing But for me, I think it's just nice getting out of the city And getting into the bush And just, you know, living off the land kind of thing mm-hmm. I know you can harvest meat You know where it's come from And it's all done humanely And it's something that I really enjoy doing um, Get to do it with friends And just be, yeah, isolate yourself for a couple of days And I find it really de-stressing yep. um, Quite humbling almost as well um, but that weekend probably wasn't any of that. Um, so I went up with Lockie Clifford, who is the captain of Kingston.
0: He is recently appointed. Yep.
1: Um, he got the gig ahead of you. How do you feel about that? Just quickly. No, nah, thoroughly deserves it, Fantastic. and he's going to be a great leader of the club, and right can't wait to will. support him throughout the year. And Will Millhouse, who is one of my other friends who I went to uni with, and we were up there and we were, went for a bit of walk, and one thing led to another, and I f- stumbled down a bit of a rock face and yeah broke my leg did my ruptured my acl ruptured my pcl ruptured my mcl ruptured my meniscus yeah and then had a hairline fracture across the top of my leg and was probably had a rifle over my shoulder was probably lucky to just do that so yeah yeah. probably initially it was sort of like you know bugger kind of thing like gonna miss out on footy and then probably a month or two later I was like far out. Like this is pretty life changing Like when I saw the surgeon He was kind of like You've done a lot of damage to your knee Can't guarantee you're going to play footy again um, But we'll give you this operation And you know You rehab it as best you can And we'll see how you go I mean the, the list of individual
0: injuries That happened from that one incident Like you know If, if you're talking um, in a footballing sense An MCL will keep you out for what Six to eight weeks Yeah PCL are the same ish. Yeah, longer, 12 sometimes. Sorry, there you go. You'd, you'd know. Um, and the ACL is like a 12 month thing mm. along with the broken legs. Like, I mean, you know, if you suffer one of these, you're in a pretty bad spot, but you kind of copped the whole full bang and that must have been pretty Yeah, if do pretty it, you do it properly. Yeah, and uh, you yeah, absolutely took that on board. So congrats to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've heard from the surgeon that may not even play again.
1: Yeah, and then I think. So that was pretty devastating but then probably uh, a couple of weeks after I sort of realised like you know I'm probably lucky to be here in a sense like if I can't play footy it's not the end of the world Um, I'm just going to really work really hard to try and get back and then probably a couple of weeks after that went through some personal things in my life and was probably at a really low point because I was obviously bedridden, couldn't walk, had the operation. Um, couldn't drive anywhere So I was at the farm With my grandmother actually My grandmother had a knee replacement The day before I had my knee done And oh, my right. grandfather was in hospital So it was a bit of a Campbell Shelley reunion At the Calvary in Newtown Yep um, So we were up there Smacking the endone together Yeah. Um, that would have been a bit of at fun At the farm Yeah it was good <laughs> Yeah on the couch Um. One of your favourite summers Not really um, Sorry No nah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah I'll And I mean Probably you know i look back on that as a really pivotal moment in my life like i learned a lot about myself and you know who your real friends are and who truly does like who's there for you and i think probably learned a lot about my own strength not just physically but mentally um and i was yeah as i said i was in a pretty dark spot for probably a month month and a half but managed to uh yeah just talk to people about it and um well yeah i mean i mean obviously we've spoken about this quite quite a bit
0: extensively because this made you realize you had to adopt certain things in your life to get through challenges and it was clearly a very difficult time for you i mean to you know what you went through sort of in your personal life whether or not you want to speak about that or not but like that's a very difficult thing to do even when you're around your mates um even when you've got the support and physical comfort of your friends and family all always around you that's that's even going to be tough but you also had this injury where you couldn't move you couldn't drive you couldn't you know you lost um a lot of your mobility and freedom to really like do what you wanted with your like spare time and and your social time and and it like yeah it took you what we've spoken about it took you something like that to figure out you really do need to reach out and and Mm. get support from from other people
1: yeah i mean probably that was the realisation and you look back now I was like of course but you realise then that like everyone's you know everyone has stuff going on in life and people always like everyone has baggage it doesn't matter who you are people have always been through stuff and to me it was just reaching out to people and I think that was really special like I reached out to a lot of my close friends and just you know talked about how I was really struggling with the injury and other things going on and then they open up to you and it's almost like complete level of just opening up and trust trust. and um yeah like it really does means a lot to me and i think i've obviously had some close family friends that you know have passed because of mental illness and that sort of thing and um it's pretty close to home for me and um, it is for a lot of people because it's such a common thing now but i think Mm. for me it was just like you know everyone goes through stuff and it's just so much easier to talk about it than try and bottle it up yourself and deal with it yourself because whilst, you know, I'm probably like to be tough and whatever, I think it actually means it takes a lot more of a man to open up about how he's feeling than it does for a tough bloke to sort of just bottle it up.
0: Well, mate, it's it's, it's, a, it's a really confronting thing, um, even just talking about it one-on-one with a mate or, or whoever you need to discuss it with. It really is, and it's a tough thing to do, and I'd say over that period yeah that 2019 where you were having a rough time our relationship actually really developed then mm. um, if you want to bring it back to you and I um, which I do um, and we want to lighten the mood a bit we'll be on a very dark path yeah yeah but, I mean we needed to it's a big part of your no like, recent history and stuff yeah. um, and I'm happy we, we did cover that but, you know like, even for me and I, I've said this to you before like you know we weren't really that close at the time we, no. we, we probably spoke at parties when we saw each other every six or so weeks or something like that and you know we had respect for each other but we didn't have that close bond and i remember you messaging me asking to grab a coffee which is not something i you know usually do um like sit down one on one with anyone and just talk and i didn't know what you wanted to talk about i didn't really know what was going on with you but we did that and you know i learned so much about you and and i was even able to and it was a two way conversation like mm. i was able to articulate some of my thoughts and you know all of a sudden when you start talking about things that have been on your mind for ages everything's starting to make a little bit more sense and and it's a great thing to do it's really therapeutic and you know we caught up many many times uh, after after that you know initial coffee coffee date we had and you know it, it helped me with things as well and i thought it was just very mature that you decided you were going to handle it that sort of way
1: mm. i think it's probably the easiest way that i dealt with it and people deal with it their own ways but yeah it was i appreciate you taking that coffee mate i think i might have shouted but um i think it's just important and i think you and i talk about it a bit but i think yeah just having time to if someone does ask just to make time and try and catch up because it might make their week or make their day or whatever
0: yeah absolutely and um yeah i'll just touch on you did you also did some work for speak up say chatty just while we're on the topic um you've gotten a lot of feedback from that video you Mm. did it was a beautiful video really well done great editing but you were brave enough to tell your story and and on a public platform which is fantastic and i think it sent a really strong positive message
1: yeah that's that's what i wanted to get out of it like i didn't do it to get any accolades or anything but i think the whole point of doing the video was so people spoke about it and i got a lot of a lot of messages from parents of people that i'm close with or parents of people that mum and dad know or my brother knew and you know, just said how much it meant to them, and you know, it helped spark a conversation with someone, which is all you want. Like a reaction like that is just to helps one person, then you've done a good job. So,
0: absolutely, mate, that is fantastic, and um, we'll move out of it now. All right, but I'm. Absolutely. You know, thanks for opening up again, and I'm glad we covered that. But if we move out of that, and that was kind of your 2019 year summed up in a way, um, and it was a big one for you, Mm -hmm. Um, but 2019 passed and 2020 came, and you got yourself, against all odds, ready to play footy again, and that was huge. You actually ended up playing every game in 2020 for the Tigers. Um, I know it was COVID-affected, but how did that feel, being able to play
1: footy again and feeling fit too? I probably got a bit lucky, to be honest, um, with the whole COVID thing. Like, I was probably a bit underdone coming into the season. I think we played a practice game, maybe. I think we played one yeah, practice you game. Did. you did, yeah. And then they were like, right, season's off. You know, mm. COVID's hit sort of thing. And I was like, now's my opportunity to get fit because I was probably carrying a bit away just from being in the gym, doing rehab, probably not doing enough running.
0: I know, and that's an interesting mindset as well because a lot of people would think, you feel very hard done by, but that you've finally got, you know, you're finally ready to play footy again, and then it got called off or postponed mm. or whatever. And but you were mature enough to not let let that get you down, and you thought, oh, I've actually got an opportunity to not come back underdone. I I can get better now from here to when we start playing.
1: And I think it was probably back of the, on the back of having the year off the year before with my injury. you Sort of, I mean, when you've been through a big life changing moment like that, you sort of. When something like that happens, it probably puts things in perspective a bit more. So when the season was called off, I was like, oh, well, you know, at least we're still here and just embraced it and did a lot of running on the road, which is probably dumb in hindsight because it <laughs> buggered my groins, but um, got a bit fitter and lost a few kegs and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, the season rolled round. Um, we got off to a fairly slow start from memory. Probably didn't start how we wanted to. Lost a couple of games, probably should have won early. And then, yeah, back into the season, we started... Putting some good footy together And we missed out on finals By one game But we won Three or four games Within the space of Ten day, ten days yeah. Which was really good And yeah I love being back out there With the boys And
0: yeah I do, I do remember After you played round one And I came home A bit later A bit after you guys Got home Probably at some other Local footy or whatever I got home a bit later And you were slouched on the couch, you and Cuss, obviously the big ruckman for the Tigers, another yeah. one of our housemates. You got done by a few points, I think, by Glenorchy, possibly? Maybe. Or was it North, North Hobart? Hobart. But It was a game you should have won, and you were obviously very disappointed, and you were slouched on the couch, and I was like, mate, and I've come in like with this big fucking smile on my face, and I'm like, mate, how are you? You're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm all good, but I'm so flat that we lost. I'm like, but you got through it. Look at you. like, you know, You're unscathed. I mean, you hadn't played in... God knows how long, how many days. And I was just so bloody ecstatic to see you sitting on the couch in full health and, you know, you, you have the you're down parts about losing a game of footy, of course. Like, that's natural for anyone that, who's a competitor. But, yeah, I was just so stoked you got through it because I think that was just such a massive achievement in itself. And then to go on and play the rest of the season and, and have some really good form as well. I was so proud um, as a mate. I really was. And I loved kind of monitoring that through the season. Thanks, mate. Yeah, well, not a problem. And I think that takes us into this year. And this is exciting because COVID has kind of like trailed out a little bit down here and, Mm -hmm. and we get more of a more of a season we're used to of footy which is really exciting and you've yeah obviously been named vice captain of the Tigers, which is you know it's a good responsibility and you know i I feel like you're definitely seen as that leader in a um as a leader in that at that club which is great but how are you feeling going into this year
1: yeah really excited we've obviously it's been pretty well documented that we've lost a few players and that sort of thing and it's pretty concerning for the whole of the State league, the amount of players that are leaving the competition, but I'm really excited about the group we've got down there. We've got a lot of guys that you know are wanting to play for the team and be there for the right reasons and that sort of thing. And um, not saying the guys that aren't there if it weren't, but um, you know I'm just really excited. We've got a lot of young guys coming through. Um, and just excited to probably try and mentor them And yeah teach them as much as I know Probably most mm. of them will go around me in a couple of years Because I'm starting to slow down But yeah I mean I enjoy that part of the game As much as I enjoy getting kicked myself So um, yeah Being a mentor to a few younger guys And yeah, you know, I think we're going to compete pretty well this year We obviously had two practice games And we went Pretty well-known, um, I mean, they're only, only practice games, but I think we sh- saw a lot of good signs from those and, yeah, looking forward to uh, round one this Friday. Do you
0: have any certain goals for this year for the Tigers and yourself? Do you, I don't know, do you set those sort of things going into a season?
1: You do. Um, I think for me, probably just getting through all the games again. Mm. Um, I'm probably in a better condition now than I was at the start of last year, so hopefully just try and get my body through in a reasonable way. Um obviously had a few groin issues last year um but yeah looking forward to the season hopefully we we compete and play some finals I've never actually played a final to, like a senior final game so the year I was out the boys made finals right um so that says a fair bit yeah maybe maybe <laughs> I might hang him up and they might make him again but yeah looking forward to it and I think it's gonna be a pretty even competition obviously it's been again well documented that the northern teams are pretty strong but i think yeah there's going to be some strong spots down south for it's going to be really even comp so looking forward to cracking in and
0: competing i think um it's funny though like you do look in really good shape you say you're feeling fit and you're training really well at the moment and i always because i'm close to you i always feed you this narrative of it's going to be your year Brownlow <laughs> flag because i'm invested in your story and um you know what you've gone through and stuff i think it'd be such a cool thing to just cap it off with anything like that you know i get excited for you and do you think a Brownlow could be in the
1: could be in the works short answer Yep, no no. i've got red out. hair yeah that'll get that a few helps. votes yeah absolutely um, never helped me but yeah because you couldn't do the indian file <laughs> <laughs> um but no i don't there's a lot of good players in the competition uh, a lot so yeah. i mean i'm happy to be put up there amongst them but i don't yeah i think i'll do a good job to win it i'd have to play out of my skin every game but i'm just looking forward to helping the team get some results good on you. Well, thanks well done, mate.
0: Well said. Um yeah, well let's move away from footy now. All right, that's a good idea. Cool.
1: Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah.
0: Great. We're on the same wavelength. Cuz you know, you've got heaps on. As I as I mentioned earlier, yeah, you're a busy bloke. Very busy bloke. I always like it when you have time for me because I know how much is on your plate. What sort of th- things do you have going on outside of footy? Well, if you want to say it
1: in your words first. Plenty. Got plenty going on. Yeah. Really, specifics? Really, I've got a wonderful partner in Bella. Mm, um, you do. So I spend a lot of time on- as much time as I can with her. We love Bella. Yep, yeah, she's a good girl. Um, she's fantastic. She, her mother actually used to teach at Bothwell, so she's you know she's been brought up from a good family. Yep. Um, and then I I value my friends a lot. Um, they're very important to me. Got me out of some pretty bad times, and I feel like I've helped them and share plenty of good memories. Um, so I try and give them as much time as I can. Work. Um, working out at Nutrien Ag Solutions, mm. which is a rural merchandise store at Bridgewater. Managing the merchandise side it's of things row. there. I only started that in September last year, so I'm still learning the ropes a bit. Yeah. Um, but that keeps me pretty busy. And then, obviously, we spoke about my hunting and that sort of thing. Really enjoy that. Um, it's a, probably something that, yeah, as we spoke about, a lot of people probably view it a bit negatively. And, you know, oh, I can't leave you kill animals. And that's fine. Like, people are going to have their own opinion and I completely respect that um, but it's just something that I believe in I think I know where my food comes from and I don't do it all the time but I do it when I can and um, yeah as I said it's just a really humbling experience being out in nature and watching stuff and that's stuff transitioned into and, and and something then obviously yeah that's sort of a bit special a little, to you yeah and that's obviously f- from that I've sort of discovered a few things in the bush like deer antlers and deer heads and sheep heads and cattle heads on the farm and I've sort of haven't started it really but i've sort of delved into a little bit of a side business type thing that um just something that i enjoy doing i guess i
0: yeah it's a side hustle <laughs> at the moment it is who knows what i haven't actually sold anything
1: it. and for the viewers listening kenny broke my only product last night when he pegged a tennis ball at it so i
0: didn't think we were going to mention that uh, but we'll uh, yeah i'm doing my best to keep him out of business yeah um, unfortunately i'm happy to pay you for that by the way, mate. No, nah, it's all right. Thanks. I just, yeah. Thanks. I can't afford it. <laughs> Even though you sell them at a good price and reasonable, but um, you use out one of our yards out the back there in the yep. greenhouse yep. as your sort of office
1: workshop. Yep, it's cool to have something. Don't like have a that. lot of time for it at the moment, no. but hopefully once you know footy settles down and stuff, I'll be able to Sundays work on them a little bit. But yeah, um, I enjoy fishing as well. Get a- mum and dad have got a shack at Orford, so. Try and go fishing with the boys and a fair bit and that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, play cricket for the moths as well.
0: Yeah, so I, I think we were going to go down the, the moths rabbit hole once we get into the fan questions. Okay. Um. God, your eyes just lit up there. Are you looking forward to these? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. Fan questions. Yeah. Um, you might be wondering how we already have developed a fan base after zero episodes, but, you know.
1: Yeah, you've actually got a bit of a following as a bloke. Like... <laughs> I think um, the Kendalg is probably a term that's used a lot. It is, um, yeah. Especially after a few frothies. it doesn't really mean I have a fan base. No, you do. You've got a
0: bit a of a cheese squad cult following. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll take that from you. Thank you. Um, but let's get into it, mate. Right, I. First, do we one... find out who asked the questions. Yeah, mate. Of yeah, course, cool. of course. I'll open it up. And our first one here is from Tyler from Huntingfield. Yep. I don't know if that his rings last any name works? might be Carter. I'm not sure right. couldn't, couldn't get that actually Sorry. This will be good This um, will be good Alright well He's actually sent in a few questions I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt but it But I don't know how many to run here Actually I, I've just seen what the second one is And I'm not going to say that Good. Um, which you know Let's try and keep this PG-ish Yeah I reckon um, Alright here's Tyler from Huntingfield Yep Are you your missus favourite footballer In the side to watch If not who is it
1: Tyler from Huntingfield Yes Um, He'd be
0: referring to the Kingborough Tigers Yes Yeah, yeah,
1: I reckon And I reckon I know who might have asked this question Mm. Uh, No, I'm not You're not No So, Bella has voiced her I'm my third favourite player
0: Well, that's disappointing
1: At least I'm in the top three Yeah, that's true That's good True In a Um, team
0: of 22, three is actually not too bad That's not bad
1: Yeah So, coming in at number two is Cliffy Likes the way he goes about it and plenty of lip, like plays a lot of confidence. A bit like Dusty Martin, probably like more lip than Dusty because Dusty just kicks goals and just gives it that one. And then number one is Tyler Carter, aka Wobbler. Really? Because when he kicks the ball, it wobbles off the boot. (laughs) He's known to kick. Does she find that aesthetically pleasing or what's. She likes it when he ducks his head and gets free kicks. Yep. But also likes what his ruck work and just. Grabs it out of the rock and kicks snags. Mm. And um, she refers to him as unorthodox, I but, gets the, job, but gets the job done. Yep. Um, which is a fair fair way to assess Bob's game. Yep. But I'm happy to finish third to those two blokes. I mean, they're both good footballers and really good blokes. So, 100%. Thanks for that, Tyler from Huntingfield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Th- yeah, thank you, Tyler. I really I know appreciate where you that. I know where you live, mate. So just you do. Well, every listener does now, so just be wary. <laughs> um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, well, this is an interesting one because you, we've actually got a Kieran from West Adelaide. Right. And, um, you know, that shows how broad our,
1: yeah. our audience base is. I don't is. know many people from Adelaide, but... No, yeah.
0: nor do I, but they've somehow got in touch with us, mm. and that's fantastic. It just shows,
1: just shows you how big your fan base is. The Ken Dargle has gone into state.
0: All right, so Kieran from West Adelaide says... Now, I'll just preface this by saying I don't agree with it. Is it true you offered Nathan Bluey Duggan half of your match payments for season 2021 for him to stay in fear of being the unanimous
1: ugliest bloke at the club? Kieran from West Adelaide. I'm not sure who you are, but that's a pretty harsh statement. <laughs> it's um, pretty horrible, yeah. Yeah, but it's
0: also not true. Which uh, is, like, People have this stupid opinion that all redheads are unattractive just automatically. I'm sure you're sick of that narrative yourself. Yeah,
1: very sick of it. Doesn't I'm at lie. least a four, but yeah, I didn't offer Bluey any um, dollar figures. We offered him a few lolly waters after the game, and he was pretty close to re-signing. But I think Signet offered him a bit more. I think it might have been a couple of rum cans as, as well as the lolly waters. So gotcha. Mm, but anyway, Bluey will have a good year down there.
0: I'm sure he will. Let's move on to our third fan question, and it's from a Marcus in Sandy Bay. Yes. Don't know who that is. It's don't probably, know whereabouts. Probably
1: Dave. He's the fireman,
0: I reckon. That'd be him. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he's referring to something we actually covered earlier. All right. Marcus from Sandy Bay has said, Hey, Will. I'm planning on putting on some kilos for the upcoming season. Can you run me through your diet circa 2015-16 and what lengths you went to to achieve the ultimate body of being perfectly round?
1: Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, alright I'll start you off Wake up About 10 o'clock Have Six to eight pieces of toast Either Promite Raspberry Jam Made by Anita Campbell Probably the best Raspberry Jam You can buy mm. Sometimes if you're lucky You get given it to you Like Jockey Stalker Always gets a Raspberry Jam When mum sees him And he loves it With a bit of Duck River It
0: sounds delicious <laughs> And peanut butter
1: okay. um, So those three on toast Yeah, as I said Six to eight pieces Followed with a couple of coffees and then a couple of biscuits as well. Maybe a shortbread, uh, sorry, a raspberry shortcake or, a, you know, just a shortbread. Um, have we reached lunchtime yet? Uh, morning tea. Right, okay. Another coffee, another biscuit and then lunchtime rolls around. We're probably having a cup of toasted sandwiches, ham and cheese, a bit of heaps mm. of mayo as oh, well. Yum. Um, Get pretty hungry in the afternoon. Maybe have a bit of fruit. Banana? Yep. And then dinner time. <laughs> you? Just to try and balance it all out. Yeah. Have a bit of fruit. Yeah. And then dinner time's when I really hit my straps. You're hooking into something. Yeah, deep. like we're talking, um, canes. you've done it again. Yep. Barbecue, special pizza, mm. frozen, mm. maybe one and a half of those. Like one whole one and then another half one. Mm. And then just do that every day <laughs> uh, until you reach 99.8 kilos or whatever it was and have a look in the mirror and go, holy I'm not allowed to swear on this. Oh, I reckon podcast. let it fly if I really nah, think I it's inappropriate. I'll, I'll cut it out. But but yeah, I just had a re- realization one day in the mirror that I was yeah I was round. Yeah, mm. that's good. So yeah. thanks, Marcus. It's there you go, mate. Um, <laughs> hopefully we see you rolling out of the center square or wherever it might be that you play. Probably down back because that's where Davies plays his best footy. I'm not sure about best. I mean, he did cost Carlton. A final once when he decked uh, Jack Darling in the goal square and gave away a couple of direct goals. But anyway, now one of the best, Marcus. It's interesting because I think you might be potting the wrong Marcus from Sandy Bay. There, it couldn't be Gardner. could
0: it, it? <laughs> it absolutely is. Oh. But let's just let it. Let's just let it lie like sorry, that. Sorry, da- okay? sorry, Davies. Yeah, All apologies. Right. That's okay, um, uh, Marcus. I'll be having words with you later. Sure. And I've got my last one here, and this plays on the moths. Let's 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 get some sort of moths content okay. in this. Yes. Um, but this one actually comes from. Gareth Haberl, somewhere in Tasmania. Could uh, be, I could couldn't tell been. you exactly where, but yeah, it's a Gareth room somewhere in the vicinity of the island state. And he has said, my scalps include Lara, Jakes, Hodge and Tendulka. Was that the greatest moment of your life? What would Gareth be referring
1: to here? Okay, He's so, got more doubt after this, by the way. Um, Gareth is probably one of my idols. Um, Who is Gareth? So Gareth is the Habitron on Instagram H A double B A T R O N Habitron Just sure one is. word or lowercase um, And he's sort of just got a cult following A bit like yourself um, oh, I think it's a fairly large <laughs> I think <laughs> he, might, he, might f- he might have He might have 40,000 more followers than you on Instagram But yep, that's alright He's got the blue right. tick mm. um, And I've been following him since he had 300 followers Where he used to do reviews of footy clubs and you know, footy sheds and used to draw He just he's pretty much just driven around Australia, but he started um pulling the whites back on and playing an odd game of cricket for a few clubs. And apparently, he used to bowl like 140, 150 back in the day. Was stiff. We, not, we was saw stiff. remnants of that. We was stiff not to play for Australia. Um, I think he might have trained the New South Wales once in the Shield side. Well, judging he, by those scouts of his, you, yeah. Well, exactly. it's a shock that he. I think he, he might have been a net bowler once for Australia, which is how he got those guys out. Yep. Um. And yeah, he played a one-off game for the Spoons mm. in the Spoons Moths. If we competition. can give a quick summary of what the Spoons versus Moths are, because yeah, it's, so it's one of my proudest. Yeah, so the Moths life, are a cricket club based out of Sandy Bay. Uh, the Sandy Bay Moths uh, stands for Men of the Hour. Uh, the Spoons are a direct arch rival, created pretty much just to beat the Moths um, to knock us down a peg. The tall poppy syndrome, um, created by Tom Howard and Co. Uh, Lewis Frank sort of leads a bowling attack. And they've, you know, they pay Lockie Fraser $200,000 a year, to play three games um, just so they can beat us because he's the only one that makes any runs. Um, and that's fact. Yeah, you know. Um, right. He's a good player, by the way. <laughs> and, yeah, Haber, they got Haver in because they were a few bowlers short, so they've got him in, like, obviously, strike bowler. Um, took the wicket of Simon O'Connor in our last game. Yeah, that's true. So I think he might have bowled a short ball. Mm. Uh, or what he called The Obi-Wan Kenobi You can yeah. look it up On his Instagram Was a pretty good nut Did Simo <laughs> Did Simo all ends And I was just having One of those days It was the last mm. game Of the series I think we were probably The series was actually over the was done, stage. Yeah. The Spoons Frazier scored uh, I think in the two games He'd scored 500 runs Title So he was striking it Pretty well And yeah You know It was sort of good For the boys We, not, we wanted to win To finish the season On a high Because we'd had Some low moments And we were chasing maybe. 240. 240, yeah. Yeah. But Will's, Will's come in. So I'm on probably 60 odd. We're looking unlikely for victory. And I think I was batting with Will Hay. And we needed 32 off the last over. Yeah, you did. And they've bought Haber on just to kill the game. Yep. You know, they um, put their. It's put, the move they're always going to make. Yeah, they're always going to bring him on the last over to try and, you know, dot me up mm. first ball. And then that's it. We mm. can't win from there. And, you know, I just had this. Mindfulness moment where I just let everything go and Mm. I was just in the zone. Mm. I've I've taken the helmet off. Yeah. Um, And everyone was like, this bloke's bowling quick. Like, he probably should put (laughs) it back on. I was like, nah, I need the helmet off. I need to be able to think clearly Mm. and the wind in my face. And uh, first ball, six. And everyone was like, wow, he's just hit this bloke for six. This bloke's good. He's hit his hero. So we need, what, 26 off five? Next one, bang again, six. Mm, Maximum. That one was straight down the ground, Lovely lofted drive, low queen. But it's got big boundaries for those listening. <laughs> next ball, I might have cleared the cleared the back leg and crunched it along the ground for four. So we need yep. sixteen off three. Yeah, the next three balls, I think he just the pace quickened and the ball was just coming onto the bat and went bang, 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 six, six, six. Mm. Did the mic drop and then embraced Haber because you know he's been a lifelong, I guess, hero of mine. And to hit him for 30, 34 off the last over It was a huge moment It's one of those times where you almost have to pinch
0: yourself And mm. think, is this actually happening?
1: And then, yeah, obviously embraced him And I thought, you know, this is going to be a great night Went to the, the Dr Syntax <laughs> afterwards And the boys gave me absolutely duck eggs Didn't even get a free drink <laughs> You and walked it in was, with the
0: biggest strut
1: And like I thought I was going to get a genuine standing ovation at the Syntax Like, obviously, it's a bit of a piss-take series But it was a bloody good night <laughs> And I walked in to tumbleweeds. <laughs> like nothing. Like I was so flat and oh, look, I bought haver a drink and we had a great great evening. And
0: but the culture a- of the moths that you don't celebrate a lost series <laughs> That's a lie. We absolutely <laughs> died one not on that night in this very room.
1: Yeah, this room was a pigsty the next morning. Yeah, it was. Um I mean but, yeah, that-, that was that. That so was Thanks that. for that question,
0: Haber. Yeah, you've explained that really response. well. But uh, yeah, that's really that's really all all from the fan questions, and and that just about wraps up what's been the first episode
1: of the Ask Kenny thing podcast thank you so much william that's right sam it's been a it's been a pleasure to chat we nearly do this every night on the couch anyway we do when i'm home but yeah i think it's only the start of what's big things to come for your your podcast i've heard a few rumors of some of the next names that are coming on and i think i mean it's going to be an honor for me to be involved with those names even just i'll probably be like like we were talking about with tyler's question i'm probably going to be top three yeah probably third though
0: at the moment, you're an automatic lock to the Hall of Fame. The Ask Anything Hall of Fame. Um, Have to be, would not. Be. Yeah, which is a it's a, it's a massive honor for anyone involved in that. But yeah, that's that about wraps it up for me.
1: Will. No, thanks, Sam. Thanks for having
0: me on board. Thanks so much. So, listeners, I hope you enjoyed. I really, you know, if it's a shambles, I take responsibility. Will, don't worry, it won't hurt your reputation or anything. Um, if it bangs, which is very unlikely,
1: I'm also going to take credit. How do you feel about that? Yeah, just slip a little bit of cornage my way obviously I've come on the show and you've broken one of my Clyde and Kyle's products last night so just reimburse we'll be fine as we say in the house just transfer me that'll be fine
0: too easy mate thank you very much thanks Sam cheers bye for now